I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful town. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Lousy Beautiful Town, but it's actually episode 51, where oh Jacqueline has returned and is ready to put her fist through things. Jacqueline's back, bitches. And that's all the pod cares about, honestly. Honestly. <laughs> Do we even need to introduce ourselves, me and Jess, because they only care about Jacqueline right now? <laughs> Honest, honestly, I don't even know why I'm not doing this podcast on my own at this point. <laughs> give Jacqueline the login for like the drive <laughs> and like the podcast account at this point I, re- I li- literally was thinking about that earlier today like, no yeah. that, that's I'm like oh that's too much responsibility for me <laughs> well you can't be any worse than Abby on the account posting like thir- thirsty shit all the time so and then I me mean, like accidentally tweeting from the wrong account <laughs> on the pod account so you have, it, the only place you have to go is up <laughs> Fair enough. But yes, we are Lousy Beautiful Town. I'm your host, Abby. I'm joined by your other lovely host, Jess. Hi. It's the Jacqueline show. We know what y'all are here for. <laughs> yep. um, Jacqueline's <laughs> two episodes that she's been on previously are like our highest rated episode or highest downloaded episode. So we know That's what y'all like. That's my impact. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I saw somebody post something about a big fat dick having to do a star wars somewhere recently and i was like that's jacqueline that is jacqueline wait and i missed it yeah i missed it too i can't remember i saw this now um well great i will have to go do a twitter search on twitter i think that might be a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) against my better judgment i almost searched it Please do not search Big Fat Dick on Twitter. No. Please do not. Do not do Big it. Big Fat Dick. <laughs> hey. Um, well, for those of you who have not listened to our other two episodes with Jacqueline, um, what the fuck do are that. you doing? Yeah, yeah, do that. But like, I don't know, maybe this is people's first episode because we're prob- we're going to get controversial for some people who don't mm. have a conscience. So who knows? (laughs) Um, So Jacqueline, it's been a year since we've had you on, so maybe things are different, but tell us a little bit about yourself. 2020 has been a time void. Nothing has changed. Um, Cool. I am, my name is Jacqueline. I am very gay. I, and I am also trans, and I'm here to spread that agenda and yes. basically speak that shit into existence somehow while also while also reminding you, hey, isn't it interesting that I have to say have to like be super into these headcanons because because the franchise itself doesn't give a shit about trans people. And that's the theme for today. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, it's fans don't give a shit about trans people. That is so fucking true. They're so fucking true. Or they do when they can exploit them for clout. When... Yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) I didn't even put that in the notes. Oh shit, I'm adding that. (laughs) Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah, it does say in the notes that 
Jacqueline, for those who, who don't know you, what's the deal? And in parentheses, space women having big fat dicks. That's, yeah, that, that about sums Jacqueline up. <laughs> and like, The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, before we hop into all of our discussion-y things, um, there's a piece of news. We are getting a Boba Fett TV show called The Book of Boba Fett, starring Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. So, starring... Tamora and Ming-Na. Yeah, and we care. I'm excited. I want this show. <laughs> I like how they didn't announce this for the no, show. Yeah. They're like, no, we got to surprise everybody at the yeah. end of, of Mandalorian. <laughs> By the way, in this episode, we're talking about all episodes of The Mandalorian that are out now, which is all of them. So spoilers <laughs> for everything, because it's our mm-hmm. podcast and we can do whatever we want. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. John Favreau was like, let me show these bitches what I did on Marvel. <laughs> Put it in credit scene. It it's was like, very cool. We're doing that. And then I was like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. So how do we explain to 2019 us that we like Boba Fett now? I mean, I always, especially like if we're going from Boba in the Clone Wars, I like Boba looking from the prequels forward. But mm. there's been so much fandom around Boba that's steeped entirely in the 90s. Ooh, look, he's so cool and badass. He's mm-hmm. he isn't he's so cool because he's badass. Um, he does nothing and is silent. <laughs> and well, no, he doesn't do nothing. He gets kicked. No, not kicked. He gets like lightly tapped on the jetpack and then dies. <laughs> Um, well, not dies, but no. still. <laughs> I. So you like Clone Wars Boba Fett? Maybe I just From... don't like children. <laughs> I think that's I'm... my problem because I don't like Ezra either. <laughs> that's that's fair, but also Ezra's just, especially by the end of the show, just stupid himbo, and that's my, like, right up my alley. So. <laughs> Like season 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 one Ezra, I'm definitely with you. He's 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 a shit and needs needs to get put in his place. I just don't have patience for children. I'm just like, you're annoying. You do, you need to grow up. He's <laughs> 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 so annoying. And now Boba Fett grew up, and now and now Bo- I love Boba Fett. Bo- so. <laughs> Boba at twelve years old. My father is dead, and and I have nothing nothing left so i want to take out that rage on somebody and you're like get the fuck over <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> repress your childhood trauma like the rest of us <laughs> ooh ooh it's a big ass spicy <laughs> mhm but but yeah no the i especially going into the whole oh boba fett's going to be in the mandalorian I mm-hmm. I was like, okay, here we go. Let's keep giving um, a specific corner of the fandom more excuses to be like, oh, the Disney era bad, except when it's good because <laughs> fan service that applies to me specifically, but not the bad fan service that doesn't apply to me specifically. <laughs> um, 
And also, and haha, Dave Filoni should be in this position, not Kathleen Kennedy. Who, 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 outside of this rhetorical, like mocking tone, she does suck. Let's not mm-hmm. be be tiptoe around that. Yes. She fucking sucks. <laughs> um, uh, but Dave Filoni th- should be in charge charge because of this show that she executive produces and and is the whole reason it exists and also John does way more than Dave does for this show. Mhm. I I I'm really tired of Filoni dick sucking and we'll get into that like as we get to <laughs> chapter 13 because Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In case y'all didn't know it already, like we fucking hate Dave Filoni. Um <laughs> so we are not to be associated with people who love Dave Filoni. God, I, I, we are not I have, the same. I have an issue where I'm like, there's a lot of Filoni's work I really love, but it's mm-hmm. always stuff that isn't him alone. Yeah, I love and, things in spite of Dave <clears throat> Filoni. We yes. have decided like things are good despite him being here. <laughs> I love Ahsoka Tano despite Dave Filoni. I don't love Ahsoka Tano in this. <laughs> God. Ooh. Yeah, should- it's because I mean, should I just get into this episode? Yeah. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. So we are very we're specifically focusing on chapter 13 the Jedi, but again, spoilers for the entire fucking season because we make the rules. It's our podcast. If you don't like that, get out. Um Okay. <laughs> so So yeah. This episode sure was, let me see. 45 minutes long. Um, like five hours. <laughs> so before I go into the whole Rosario Dawson situation, there's the fact that pretty much every shot in this episode lingers for a good, like five seconds longer than it should. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the fact that I, every everyone defending this episode who was like, "Oh, it's Kurosawa." Yeah, I fucking know Kurosawa. I've <laughs> I've, I've watched Yojimbo. That there, I've seen this the shots he's recreating. Just mm-hmm. but, but just shot for shot recreating shit isn't the same as. <sighs> it's it's oh, not visual. an homage. Like like a good way to do a visual homage is what Bryce Dallas Howard did in the Heiress of like. Yes, this is an homage to Apollo 13, directed by my father. And it was good. Um, Because, I mean, even if you haven't seen Apollo 13, like, you're like, ah, this is just a good scene. But, like, fucking Filoni being like, I'm just going to make a Kurosawa film because I think that's what George would have wanted. Also, I would also say that while Lucas himself is way too into recreating shit for mm-hmm. visual homage to at this point I'm like one stop cribbing from Kurosawa when you can't be fucking bothered to have like actual Asian filmmakers doing this shit and yep. and two Cool visual homage. 
and it's a visual homage, but how the fuck does it serve the characters and the story being told? Right. Right. And, and because this, this, what this episode was, was at its core, a backdoor pilot. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And really, it's just, hey, let's be all cool. Let's, let's go all in on Ahsoka, except for her costume, um, <laughs> to show, show audiences that don't know who she is, how cool she is, and why they should watch the series we're going to make of her, where we're just continuing plot threads from Rebels that should have been, been kept up in animation, but, you know, it's cheaper to do, do live action on the volume, and, and Disney wants to pump out as much content as, as like, universally possible. So, so cost-effective it is. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's, because, I'll, I'll, I'll double back to the, um, trans, trans shit first before getting into how Ahsoka's characterization was just garbage here. So, let me bring up Rosario Dawson allegations. So, in 2018, Rosario Dawson, um, was, was accused of being complicit in the transphobic assault and harassment of a was it a housekeeper? Somebody um, that worked for them. Yeah, he was in a trans employee. A trans man that worked for for her family, and they like the, moved cross country and like brought this person with them, and she didn't have anywhere to live, and so he was living with them. Mm. So that that was like the situation and working for them. Yeah, right. and and they, so he had been working for them before they moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this guy he he like brings this into a civil civil case, civil suit. I don't. I'm not good with law, but um, and basically that's gone on silently for two years, and nobody really. Paid much, paid it much mind, especially mm-hmm. when it was when stuff started being like, oh hey, look at these rumors, these leaks. It looks like Rosario Dawson's gonna, you know, be Ahsoka. Isn't that cool? It, mm. um, uh, Ahsoka in live action. Let's not think critically about this, and also let's jump to the benefit of the doubt kind of stuff whenever trans people actually bring it up because it's like, right. oh, well, they're just allegations. I mean, listen to yourself. One. Two, in comes Anthony fucking Bresnikin. And <laughs> one, before he, like, allowed so many people an excuse to just like not not pay any any mind to the concerns of trans fans that are like hey this is really fucked up that mm-hmm. nobody's like holding her accountable for anything and that she was cast for this while said civil suit was going on and it's something that 
I remember like seeing, not because I looked for it, because it was briefly like news before people just like brushed it aside. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the first thing was in a fucking article that that where he was also like. Oh, but what about conservative Star Wars fans? They feel bad when people are f- want to exclude them for their for their opinions. One, fuck them. <laughs> S- social conservatism is just like it's violence. <laughs> it, it is yeah. violence, and it's, it's violence. also just fucking stupid. If you and you should feel bad for it. Um, <laughs> And also, and stuff that's like, oh, well, Gina Carano's a person. Should we really follow her opinions? When it's like, hey, Gina Carano's like demonstrably a transphobe is like a part of Parlor, which is essentially alt right Twitter. Um, Like, until recently, I think the Wikipedia description for Parlor was like, oh, yeah, it's known for, known for, um, Oh, never mind. Wikipedia still does say it. (laughs) Particular significant user base of Trump supporters, conservatives, conspiracy theorists, white white, the right wing extremists, and also a mention of how hey, there's a lot of anti-Semitism on here because of course there is. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like oh, she has an opinion. While she also is like hey, this COVID thing's a hoax. And and also, I will directly disrespect Black Lives Matter as a movement. And also, uh, I can't give be be um, bothered to give a damn about pronouns. And I'll actually make a joke ridiculing the very um, uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, what what about her? She's a she's a person and what about the precedent it sets if we were to remove someone for their opinions? I don't give a shit. I'm she she's she's a fucking transphobe. Mm-hmm. But then that of course gets over into well Rosario Dawson allegations. And this Bresnikin, this motherfucker, is like, well, I reached out to to um the man's man's legal representation and and some s- such and such charges have been dropped so so I guess it doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, wh- and him one, being like Rosario, are you a transphobe? And she's like, no. And he said, good enough for me. Yeah, and the follow up because because like one, it's a civil suit, so it's not like it's 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 gonna be handled differently from like criminal it's about, court it's about who has money i mean criminal court is about that too but it's about who has money and power and in this case rosario dawson and her family exactly versus and a trans man in her employee like there's a huge imbalance of power there exactly right. and and so when bresnikin like the very next week or two weeks later gets gets the chance to interview Rosario because, oh, isn't it exciting that that Ahsoka's here? Let's talk to the person who played her in this episode. He he, he asks her, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't do it. And he's like, good enough for me. And then does not tr- 
make any attempt to like contact the accuser. It's just like, oh, person with the power and access to talk to me me because she's part of a major franchise thing. Watching. Also, can we can we talk about the word allegedly? Because yeah. people use this word in on Twitter and and social media in general to mean like well, we're, we don't know when it, exactly. it's, it's a, it's a, it is legal language so that journalists don't get sued for libel. That is the right. only reason that journalists use allegedly <laughs> because Rosario Dawson can come back and be like, you are, you know, publishing libelous information about me. I'm going to sue you and your publication and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and also, as you said, power imbalance Power imbalance, um, we know, th- I mean, we know the justice system does not work in favor of people who are marginalized. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm ju- there's so many fucking people who are just like, oh, oh, well, I guess, guess we'll take her at a word. That, that's good enough for me to no longer have concerns about um, Ahsoka. Rosario as Ahsoka because because she said she didn't do it and also this article said charges were dropped um and it's like so when I don't know no I can say this without sounding like super controversial but so when like white women co-opt me too from black women to be be to tell their stories, which they have, mm-hmm. you you will accept that. Hey, allegedly isn't a good excuse to be like we don't know what happened. But when thing you like and maybe involved in something, and and also the accused is a woman, suddenly. You're 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 not being super consistent. Your like convictions aren't holding up because don't, you don't. Yeah, people don't understand how to think critically about this. It's like there's no like black and white rules of like, oh, it's a woman of color, so we have to believe her when she says she didn't do something. And, and it's and like that is so... something that has been being said. Yeah, for yeah. this. And she's, you know, she identifies as queer or whatever too, and she's been an ally. No, she says she she <laughs> identifies with the LGBTQ or something like that. Yeah, and it's like that's vague cool. as shit. Let me yeah. let, let me let me introduce you to the fact that that the LGBT community can be transphobic as shit. Right. Um, that's mm, yeah. And um, also uh, like. Like, just because you're in vague proximity to another another marginalized identity doesn't mean you can't also, like, do harm to said marginalized identity. Gays are trans- can are and can be transphobic, racist, etc. Just because you're one marginalization doesn't, like, absolve you from, like, contributing to the marginalization of another. And also, it doesn't, it doesn't absolve you from contributing to the marginalization of the, the group that you belong to as well. Like, yeah. internalized white supremacy is a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And 
Also, in terms of like power imbalance, let's not forget that Rosario Dawson is dating Senator Cory Booker. Yeah. A yeah. popular U.S. senator and one-time presidential hopeful. So, like... You can bet that I'm sure his PR team was like, we can't have mm-hmm. him associated with something like this, especially, like, the combined force of these two people and these two right. families. is that's, but, it's, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, so, so, when it, so when this episode comes out, folks are, like, suddenly super, like, I on board with it they're like oh this episode's so cool one do you have what where's your taste for one but two (laughs) you had all of this energy for gina carano right and and you're like oh hey we we support trans people and this so donate to this gofundme and and that we'll keep keep um promoting even though some of us that are promoting it and have like started it are the people who are like well guess guess the soak rosario soak is fine um i don't know people like uh, say one that irked me irked me like specifically and like made me actually angry is um Corey Van Dyke from Kessel Run Transmissions calling, taking that article where she said, oh, oh, yeah, I didn't do it, and immediately using it to say that the the accusations were baseless and false. Mm -hmm. And one, fuck you, dude. Go, 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 go eat a dick. I really can't stand you and you're a piece of shit. And Others just being like, well, we'll never know for sure, so I clear conscience. Mm-hmm. And and being all, well, actually, such and such shards if we're trapped, and there's, it's just, when, when, when um, somebody who is on the more liberal side and isn't, like, a massive fucking showed about other things is is the person that could very well have done something something terrible the excuses pour out and and peop, and just like straight up pretending it isn't a thing um other major voices in fandom just like no longer even trying to talk about it or Mm-hmm. Or talking about it, but only in the fact that hey, this episode's not that great, and also maybe we'll have non-trans queer podcasters on our show, show and not talk to any trans people. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just it 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 does two things. One, the fact that Lucasfilm is keeping. Gina and Rosario gainfully employed shows that hey on like a production side this franchise does not give a shit about trans people like even outside of the fact that we aren't aren't like included text in in text in any like 
story outside of like two characters that are non-binary mm-hmm. and and um but it's like this isn't a deal breaker for Disney or John or Dave they're fine with it and mm-hmm. in fact they're giving giving Ahsoka a series and I don't know what Rangers is going to be yet but it's probably going to have Gina so one it's like okay so Disney Lucasfilm Star Wars does not give a shit about trans people in fact may like be like actively working intentionally working against trans people if I'm gonna like make a reach um but also it doesn't matter because impact is greater than intent um but then you have the fans who are like oh well excuses excuses and immediately dropping trans people when it's as like a talking point or defense fence when it comes to we're bringing up concerns about something that you actually like mm-hmm. and like like the conversation just vanished and suddenly just became about oh it's cool that Ahsoka's in live action I can't believe that happened that's so cool and it's just so fucking disheartening and there are so many like people who like I wasn't like acquainted with personally, mm-hmm. but I'm just like I thought you were cooler than you actually are, and you're right. you're like I don't really respect you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was yeah, I lose respect for people on Twitter every day, but like <laughs> it you're right. It was a lot of people that I was like, oh, this is like a decent person. And then like, yeah, maybe they are a decent person outside of the fact that they only care about this when it's convenient for them. Um, or and or when... they look at Star Wars stuff like, okay, I'll turn off my brain and only care about stuff as it exists in the context of this stuff. Right. How can people even do that? I don't understand how people because... can do I Like, I do understand, but I also don't understand. <laughs> Because I, every time I see, like, a gift set on Tumblr or something of, like, oh, oh, look, like, all-woman team in the Mando finale, like, clean in house, I'm like, I would love to reblog this, but I will, I refuse on principle to have Gina Carano's face, her stupid, bad-acting, like, fake, half-smirky face on my, on my Tumblr. Mm Mm-hmm because I, I it's so different anyway well, I'm, I'm rambling uh, but you get what i'm saying also like it's very obvious that some of these people have never had to enjoy a piece of media mm-hmm. despite having some like having someone who is actively racist or sexist or transphobic or homophobic or, you know, list the isms, fatphobic, whatever. Like, there's... People that belong to marginalized communities have to deal with this all the time. Like, it's impossible Mm -hmm. to separate your identity from, like, what you consume and who is on screen and who created it and who worked on it it's like you kind of have to like 
those of us that belong to these communities are like, okay, like that fucking sucks. Like, especially like Jacqueline, Ahsoka is your favorite character. <laughs> ever. <laughs> this is ever. Like, and she's a I favorite character of mine and Abby's too. Mm-hmm. And it's like I have like an Ahsoka tattoo planned. Like right? it's that important to me. Um, and like I think of Harry Potter, especially because that mm. was so like that, you know was huge to a lot of us as well. Harry Harry Potter was my childhood. I learned to exactly. read on Harry Potter. And as and I dropped that shit like a hot potato once once the author was like, hey. Yeah. Like Michael you, Jackson you, was my childhood as as well. And now I can't listen or watch anything with him without feeling like physically ill. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't understand how people can just like you said, just be able to separate that out. But also, like, those of us that are part of marginalized groups, like, have to do that all the time. Because otherwise we wouldn't be able to watch or enjoy anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like those of us that have experienced that, it's like, okay, well, you know, we're able to navigate that because we can't separate things out like that. Like, that is part of who we are. And we, you know... We love what we love, despite what it is. But also, like, it's it's time for that to like for it's it's time for people to be able to express things like this, where it's like, hey, this isn't okay, and for people to listen to that mm-hmm. and be like, you are right, and we should do something about that, so that the people that are most marginalized don't have to sit there and you know try to enjoy media that actively is hurtful to them right and like it's it then every single time it then comes back to like having to be taught transphobia 101 like it's that's always what it comes back to and it's just like seeing people be like well i didn't know and stuff like that and you did I know that you know because I followed you for X amount of time. So, like, you know that you are engaging in transphobia, but why are you acting dumb every single time an issue comes up so you can be like, every single time? Every Every single time. Being an ally is more than just a declaration, it's action and it's constant action. Um, Yeah, it's. It's like, we know you're full of shit. Please, I would respect you more if you just outright acknowledged it. But yeah, the... So... So, with that out of the way, so, (laughs) this, this, this fucking episode. (laughs) Yeah. Who, who boy, I... Actually, I'll re-explain why Ahsoka's important to me for effect. I'm all over the place. I don't know why my Ritalin isn't had hasn't really kicked in today, but there's a lot of feelings in this episode today. Yeah, it's totally fine. Like, so I'm I'm I mentioned it um, in episode episode one of my saga on this podcast, but <laughs> but the the Jacqueline the Jacqueline saga. Um, <laughs> hey, this is the third in a trilogy. Um, it is. Oh my god. The Return of the Jedi. <laughs> return of the... Did, did we already retitle the other one Return of the Big Fat Dick? Raise Big Fat Dick? 
Yes, yes we, we did. did. Damn it. We uh, did it out of order. Damn it. Return of the Chanel boots. I still like <laughs> making that. Um, but... That dick strikes back. We'll go out of order. <laughs> we're doing it anachronistically. Um, the, but yeah, so... I mentioned prior that Ahsoka Tano as a character... Like, the Clone Wars started when I was um, 11, and prior to that, I hadn't really been attached to any female characters in media at all. I was just like, oh, yeah, they're there. And also not, like, super attached to male characters either, but... <laughs> but um, Maybe it I, means something. <laughs> maybe it means something. Wait, I don't start projecting my identity onto characters until there's this one specific female character? Probably mm. nothing. Um, things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> things that make you go, hmm. Um, yeah, like like how I was a quote-unquote straight straight guy in, in <laughs> December 2014, and like oh, no. Kor and Asami got together, and I was like, hey, I'm crying. Why am I crying? <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, Ahsoka was the first character that I was like, I identify with that, and I feel a connection to this character like Im- immediately. And like, mm-hmm. of course, grow up with the show. I'm I go from starting the show at eleven, finishing it at sixteen. It's initial run because you know seven coming this year um and just being really attached to ahsoka and the first character who i was like i don't know if i'd want to be any character in star wars i'd want to be ahsoka i guess um no reason <laughs> so and and like that continuing in rebels just absolutely adoring her character and also how the fact that she kind of goes off on her own path mm-hmm. felt transy to me just like in a thematic sense um mm-hmm. so yeah i i'm super attached to this character and have been since like her debut especially upon like in 2016 being like oh wait i'm a girl mm-hmm. whoops whoops wish i'd figured that out sooner and <laughs> coming to understand just how deeply like how deeply i feel for ahsoka as a character mm-hmm. <laughs> then then you know transphobe happens rosario something that you can't change is that ahsoka tano is trans because i say so and she has a big fat dick. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> um, so that out of the way, we're jumping around, around because I'm rambling. But that out of the way, we come to this episode, which starts off super Dunkirky, and oh look, it's dark, like a dark, smoky forest, and Ahsoka's weirdly murderous and just popping out of the shadows to just slice dudes dudes apart and then disappearing again because it's I'm assuming this is because it's cool but it doesn't feel very Ahsoka um especially just because her fighting style is now just 
kind of like flaily and and I know like she started an animation um so of course she's going to be more fluid in animation but like there's there's a grace to Ahsoka as a character that mm-hmm. this where this is just like slash 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 and and swing swing wildly around and I'm like right Flailing around like a maniac is a so is Ray Skywalker's. Deal. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> like as you mentioned that I was like, oh, that's how Ray fights. Exactly, raise the raise the rabid orphan with a sword. Ahsoka is like space Athena, so mm-hmm. like also because you know she has an owl familiar and mm-hmm. she's wise. Um, doesn't really show it in this episode, but. Yeah. Um like oh yeah, I it's cool to see white lightsabers in live action. Um but then we get to the fact that the costuming like <laughs> of course this you can call it nitpicking people have, but the fact that her leku are one a little too far back on her head because they're doing the thing that they did with the Twi'lek in um, episode six of season one, where it's where they just like cover the ears and it's mm-hmm. like a cheaper prosthetic. Um, and so her her Leku are further back on her head because they're they're covering Rosario's ears with the headband instead of like it being covered by the headpiece itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they're too short. They're way too mo- short. They're, they're way too short. They, Super short. In, in Rebels, they reach like pretty much down to her hips, and right. they are like barely like past her shoulders here. Right. Like so they, they, you, they're supposed to cover her titties. Exactly. So you have, and also her mo- her mantras, her horns mm-hmm. don't stick up. They're they're like smooth back, and they're also not like as high as they should be. So you end up having Ahsoka, and Ahsoka who is, at this point in the timeline, around 45, 46 years old, and she, she, and her like, her like, alien features are looking like they did when she was 14. Right. And nitpicky, maybe. It's not but because they were able to do this with Shock T in, in episode 2002, two. In episode right? two, and and there's the excuse that's like, okay, but for the stunt woman, yes, I get that. So you make another set that's shorter like this, and then you like add to it with CG. That's what you, they've been doing with Grogu this entire entire show, mm-hmm. um, supplementing it with CG. And don't tell me you don't have the fucking budget for this. I I guess <laughs> I guess maybe they fucking Lucasfilm Limited. <laughs> I guess maybe they blew blew their butt, but their TV budget on dark troopers and deep fake Lukes, but <laughs> they didn't know that like lo- fake Luke was gonna be a thing at this point. <laughs> didn't see that coming. But <laughs> chaos. I'll be I'll be I'll be upfront and say I don't mind mind Luke's face face because he's just in one scene and I accept it as a reality of the thing, but. But mm. saying deep fake Luke will never not be funny. So I will continue to say deep fake Luke. 
Luke. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and also these, these Leku look so cheap, like there's creases on them, like they're made of like cheap foam. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been pointed out like by some people I, I've talked to that they were like, I, I mean, I assumed maybe it was intentional, but then you see the character poster and they're airbrushed out. Um, oh my god, I didn't notice that. I just think that they were supposed to look like scars. Yeah, but no, they in the char- cheap. character poster they, they put on the Mandalorian Twitter, they're not there. They're not there? <laughs> of course not. Oh my god. And, and so, yeah. Don't yeah, they know I they can't get away with this shit in, like, this in era Star of Wars. television? Also, like, everything's, like, HD, 4K, whatever, like... You can't do that. Anymore. I mean, I mean, the thing that happens is they can always remove hallway jeans guy. Oh no, I miss hallway jeans guy though. But but yeah, no, supplement it with CG. You have the money, and right. also um, also now I'm getting into actual like nitpicked nitpicks, but let me indulge myself. Um, <laughs> her her facial markings are a little too sharp. They look like they're tattoos, not her skin. And also her lips, they have her lips red. Ahsoka's lips are brown. Because mm-hmm. that contrasts against the orange of her skin. But when it's red, it looks too close. Mm-hmm. Again, nitpicky nitpicks. Um, but yeah, the, the, the lack of situations. So, this is a hot mess. And, I mean, if anything, I will say that I do like her like outfit. Costume mm. wise, mm-hmm. that I do like her gaucho but... pants. <laughs> <laughs> I also really liked seeing her lightsabers in live action. Yeah, exactly. yes. that was also cool. That was cool. Just, like um, seeing them light up in the fog, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. this is happening!" Yes. And then I was like, it's "Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, she's murdering people." Um, which yeah, Ahsoka's feral. She she does kill. Yeah. We we've yeah. seen her cut off four the heads of four men who were. Hold, four Mandalorians who are holding her captive, but Mando's yeah. ain't got shit on Ahsoka. The, but but the this magistrate lady who is in control of this town is all oh I'll I'll hurt these citizens because you keep coming for me and Ahsoka's like okay I'm still coming for you um, and doesn't seem to give much of a shit about that people when mm-hmm. just this year 2020 we had um the clone war season seven where ahsoka says the line in my life i don't have the exact line i hate myself for not remembering it exactly but in my life you help people when they they need it um mm-hmm. And I get that, oh, that was 17-year-old Ahsoka, this is 45-year-old Ahsoka, but... But, like, this is the thing, is, like, she's, 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 Ahsoka, when she ages, doesn't become bitter and jaded. That's and, what Rosario's Ahsoka is. And, and also people are like, well, you, you say this and this, but you liked Luke in The Last Jedi, because they're, but it's like... <sighs> But it makes never sense that he's like that. <laughs> and also, and also, he still acts like Luke. He's still a little right. shit. He's a right. huge. He, he's he's a huge shit, and I love him. 
he's just grumpy and he's hit rock bottom. This isn't supposed, this doesn't come off as they're trying to show Ahsoka at rock bottom. Right. Um, And also, he's being ruthless for information about we'll get to who. We'll get to who that later, but like, really? (laughs) But um, so, you know, Din comes along and he's like, oh, look, this is where we're supposed to go. And Magistrate Lady says, hey, well, he goes, hey, I'm looking for a Jedi. Magistrate Lady's like, well, I want to kill kill that Jedi, and if you kill her for me, I'll give you this fancy Beskar spear that you need for for finale reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he so he's like, well, she pointed out where it's where where to go. So I'll go find Ahsoka. So okay, he he does. She she immediately attacks him like out of nowhere. Well, he's not even like well well he's like got his guard down. So that's right. like one. And the other thing is, I guess another nitpick, but I'm I, it's breaking my suspension of disbelief how this show treats Beskar when we've seen <laughs> when we've seen Mandalorians get shot. And also, like, cut with light lightsabers both to kill them um, in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. So, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. But so, Ahsoka, one doesn't really deny she's a Jedi is one thing. Mm-hmm. For for two, she gets into attachment is bad, yeah. and and. We we saw Ahsoka go her own way and be vocally like anti Jedi Council because she's like, hey, the Jedi have lost their way and this detachment thing is like not good for the Jedi and it's also like keeping us like detached from the people we're supposed to be like serving and protecting. Right. And also she saw what happened to Anakin ultimately in Rebels. And, and it's and like, it's where did like, that, she knows where that came from, and then they right. she even mentions that in the conversation she's having with Din. Well, like, well yeah, it's treating it like, <laughs> hey, she knows that Vader happened, so she knows, so that means attachments are bad. But Rebels never treats it that way. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has compassion for him, and is like, I will never leave you. And right. and also <laughs> like, eh, when she gets saved in World Between Worlds, she's like. She's she's like understanding of Ezra. She's like, I can't save my master. You can't save yours. Right. But we still feel things about them, and that's important. Right. Um. So like, I I really don't like how the Grogu Grogu is too attached. So dark side, and also like Grogu's throwing stormtroopers around dark side. Grogu's a fucking toddler, and these <laughs> are fascists that are trying to jail him. I don't. Yeah. I, I would be okay if they snapped his necks, if he snapped their necks, ne- necks. But he's just throwing them around. Right. Uh, but that's also the next episode. I'm jumping around. <laughs> I just Wait. don't like how Ahsoka is is out of character in this way. Like, and obnoxiously and so. Because like the Ahsoka we know, she 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 will be on a mission and be like driven for her current goals 
but she will also stop and like help mm-hmm. people that she meets along the way. And then there ends. So there's this disregard for the people in this in this village, and in this town. And then there's the I can't train him, pawn him off to someone else thing with Grogu. Um, and it's just it's and how, Dave how that- Dave. Dave fucking Felonian interviews being like, well, I think Ahsoka embodies the Jedi, even if she doesn't say she's one. And I'm like, yeah, like the ideals, but also she's, she's, I mean, in function, in function and in like, in like being an exemplar, sure, she embodies a Jedi, but she's detached from the order itself. She embodies the Jedi in all the best ways. Right. So to <laughs> like, so to parrot so to parrot like yeah. Yoda from Phantom Menace. Yeah. Is like do you understand your own fucking character, Dave? Right. I mean, I know you don't, but do you understand your own fucking Um Like right. Ashley wrote Ashley Eckstein wrote some like Instagram post. I think it was either the day this episode aired or the day after about how, you know, she was so excited that this character is coming to live action. And like her post, her Instagram post, like the caption like captured Ahsoka's essence way better than anything Dave has said in an interview right. or even said in this episode. Right. Yeah, like, and and also, <laughs> and also, I got the vibe that Ashley just straight up didn't know that this was happening, which is right. another thing that's kind of me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I I'm I'm not Ashley's biggest fan or anything, but right. she definitely is attached to this character and knows this character very well <laughs> and has done a really good job of portraying her over the years. <laughs> right. She she is this character like she started this character and like yeah I I just I feel like even oh, they should have had her in there they should have there's had her the in the room. Casting, there's the, also the fact this casting happened literally because of fan casting, which means yeah. that yeah. from now on I will forever hold nothing but contempt towards fan casting. Except yeah. you, Rahul, Rahul, you're fine. Rahul Kohli, <laughs> manifest yourself in Star Wars. Yes. I support you. Everyone else, fuck off. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it is... I couldn't... Okay, so I couldn't enjoy this episode for multiple reasons, Rosario being the biggest one. But, like, when that when the part where she's just like, you should let his force ability die out because that was what's what's been going on because we find out that he was trained at the jedi temple um so he had he had a master he has some sort of training he's just forgotten a lot of it because he's had to hide his force powers for years it's almost like this is like trauma right Uh and she's just like oh just let it die out like i literally said to the tv i'm like who the fuck are you because Ahsoka Tano would never say that in her life. Because, like, yeah. to me, to I, I can't remember who I was talking to about this. Like, why that? I mean, uh, for obvious reasons. But, like, also, why did that bug me so much that she said that? And maybe it was Ash. I don't remember. But, like, I had said, like, I feel like a, f- you know, a, a Force user's ability to feel the force is like part of them like an intrinsic part of them kind of like Mm -hmm. how in like 
uh, Legend of Korra and obviously Avatar The Last Airbender of like your bending is part of you. It is part of because your body. Because it's spiritual body. in nature. So it's right. part so of... Like, why, that's why like seeing Lin Beifong getting her bending soul. taken away is so painful to me. Like that's what my mind jumped to with this. I'm like, I felt physically in pain for Grogu because I'm like, this is part of his soul and you're telling him to just forget it because you're suddenly hung up about attachments when you have processed this and moved on from this years ago. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it just does. There's also the fact that is, she, Oh, Hey, still look at, I'll, I'll go back to, but I won't skip to the end of the episode yet, I guess, but the, yeah, yeah, the the quote in the notes. I've seen what fear and anger can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight. Yeah, you you know you know what else else does that you know to a fully trained Jedi back? Knight? <laughs> like Richard Space Satan slash Richard Nixon in a cloak that's manipulating him. Right. So, um. And like Ahsoka of all people should be able to recognize that because of how close she was with Anakin. Like she knew Anakin was not the normal Jedi. Like, there's no way you walk away as a as a former Padawan of Anakin Skywalker thinking that attachments are evil. Yeah. The, um... But yeah, so we get into this town. Ah Ahsoka, Ahsoka fights um, the Mor Morgan Elspeth, is that her name? Yeah. Di Diana Lee Inosanto's character um, in a fight that is so poorly edited and like sh and like blocked that I couldn't believe it really. Um, <laughs> Which Ahsoka Lee Inosanto is a martial artist, and they she's a then, stunt and they woman. had <laughs> and they had and they had Lauren Mary Kim double for her in that fight, which is something that blows my mind because one Diana Lee Inosanto. As you said, stunt woman, and two, the 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 stunt woman they d had double for her in this fight, Lauren Mary Kim, was the stunt woman who did the motion capture for Ahsoka in Clone Wars season seven. I don't understand any of this. It's just so, 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 so fucking stupid. So if stupid anyone would know mind. how to move like Ahsoka, it would be her, right? You would think. Why? I still really don't understand, like why Diana I Lee and Ahsoka I, did not do. I, I, I guess John and Dave only have access to one, like Asian stunt actress or I was something. Say they don't know the Asian like pipeline clearly. Because... Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, wow. but but during this fight, which again so weirdly edited and cut, mm -hmm. Ahsoka drops her lightsaber and doesn't like call it back to her with the force. Like what the yeah, fuck? What the fuck? Like oh. It's dangerous now. Ahsoka dropped the lightsaber. She can move things with her mind. <laughs> what, what do you? What do you mean? Like right. she she did that in the mall fight too. And do you know what she did? She called it back to her hand because she can use use her mind to move things. <laughs> also, she's not fighting against someone with a lightsaber. It's a fucking she's... piece of metal. It's not going right. to cut her in half. Like she'll be fine, right. even if she gets hit with it. So, like... And it was so slow too, so it never oh, felt yeah. dangerous. No, not at all. It's supposed to be artistic and mm. kurosawa -y, that's why. I I just it's it's 
It's like a completely different, it is 100% a completely different character. It's just some bitch who happens to look like Ahsoka Tano. But like, how unbelievably out of character she is in this office, uh, this office? Oh, what the fuck? You smoking at me. <laughs> it's actually a strain called Skywalker. I think it's because my brain was in two places at once because I have ADHD. Um, oh, don't we all? <laughs> in this episode, that was fucking weird. <laughs> like, I just, there's nothing about her that is consistent. Like, no, nothing about her facial expression. Ahsoka Tano is playful. Like, she smirks a lot. She loves she, a she fight. Does it she once wants in you this to episode. fight her. She does it once in this episode yeah. when she, like, cuts that bell in, bell in half. Yeah. And I'm like, for, for, like, a split second, I'm like, huh? And then she keeps doing what she's been doing yeah. the rest of the episode. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Um, and and that's, the, that's the thing. Because it's like, I desperately want to find something to like in this if, it, if it, the situation is the way it is. Right. But it keeps, like... Yeah, I, I think I, think I said I'll... said this earlier. It would be one thing if it's like transphobes playing my favorite character, and it's super good, and I'm like conflicted <laughs> about it. It's uh-huh. but this is one of these things where like I was prepared to be like absolutely like in tears, emotionally ruined by the fact that this happened. But I just remember after like watching this episode at three a.m. when it came out, being like. <laughs> like yeah. laughing <laughs> yeah. and being like well that was fucking stupid yeah um and being like well i can just easily ignore this because one it's just one episode and two it was just so fucking awful um but back now to the jedi stuff really quick yes before we get, because Please. i just and i was getting in an, art, an argument with billy about this because after everything that she's been through the fact that she is, par- like you said, parroting what Yoda said in, like, episode one of the prequels. Mm-hmm. And she left the Order because that is, that was the hard line. Right. And she fully was like, I am no Jedi, and held that line until, you know, however long. Whenever Ezra and, her, you know, she, you know, battled Maul or whatever that was. Not yeah, before. and that would have been that would have been um, two years before original trilogy. So, so sixteen, seventeen years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so around sixteen since then, I yeah. guess. Yeah, Wait, it, timeline doesn't Leia's matter. 19. Point is for a while. Yeah. So, like, either which I. Not happy about this, but like, okay, either we're gonna get this TV show where it's gonna show this time period in between what's happening in this episode and what happened in Rebels, which I don't want, mm-hmm. but and we're gonna see some progression there. But ultimately, like, people don't change so much that they change their core values like this. Like, this right. was always something that was a core value of Ahsoka's, and the fact that she's just like, I'm aligning with the Jedi order that I mm-hmm. left. Because I saw how shitty they treated my friend and me and my master and the people of the Republic and the and mm-hmm. separatists and the entire galaxy. And I'm not okay with that anymore. And I went mm-hmm. and like had to like scrounge through the underbelly of Coruscant. And I didn't know what I was doing because this is the only life that I knew. 
I met mm-hmm. some cool lesbians who, yeah. who opened my eyes to other possibilities. And then I worked with the Mandalorians, <laughs> and I had to battle Maul, and that was cool and everything. And Maul's very sexy, and but he's not my deal because I'm a lesbian, so that's fine. <laughs> but like, <laughs> just just has to get them all fucking in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Horny bitch. Bonk, go to horny jail. <laughs> Boba Fett sends you to horny jail. Bonk. <laughs> It's gonna be a merch thing. I need to write that down. Anyway, um, I just don't like Dave Filoni. You wrote the fucking Clone Wars and Rebels. Like I don't understand. I think I think that's that's another thing that I'm having such a hard time getting over. Like it again would be, you know, one thing if she was actually decent, which she's not. Another thing if she was bad, but then also like. It would have been another thing if she had good writing and she still sucked because then it's like, oh, okay, Rosario truly doesn't understand the character. But Dave Filoni, this man who has been obsessed with this character since 2008 and has literally inserted her into every little thing he's gotten his hands on, including but not limited to the sequel trilogy, and somehow does not understand his character. Mind you, also using her as a vehicle to just throw as many, like, japanese references into Star Wars as possible. Like, she becomes... Her, visu- visually, she, her costume and her lightsaber designs go samurai, go full mm-hmm. samurai in Rebels. There's, oh, I, there's... I fully want to talk about the Japanese samurai appropriation and the Mandalorian culture at some point, too. I have a lot of think pieces in my... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I, totally, and I, I am super into hearing that from you. Um, yeah, like, and there's the fact that, oh, she's she's partially, like, designed based on pr- Princess Mononoke. Let's, let's throw in some wolves. I'll draw her with wolves all the time, oh time God. to the point where people get confused about it. Um, and now here, here she is in place of Toshiro Mifune in, like, just a whole episode reference to Yojimbo, and (sighs) Filoni, you gotta do more than wolves and orientalism. Yeah, and the fact that there's, like, the entire village is, like, Asian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, the village is very, but there's a very specific Asian man that they keep focusing on. Yeah, to the point where it feels almost like a see, this isn't like full appropriation because we have one Asian. Everybody's that white. Focusing on, but also they don't talk. He says like two yeah. words, which fulfills this trope of the silent Asian, like stoically standing by, or like the silent warrior type, and it's just like, dude. Yeah. 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 The, the the villagers aren't characterized outside of their peril and the fact that then they're not in peril. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not no like characterization. Not superhumanized, especially because Ahsoka doesn't seem to give a shit about them mm-hmm. as people until the final scene of the episode. Right. Well, and then also, uh, like you said, there's no Japanese or Asian creators involved, as far as we know, in any no, of no this writers, access, no directors, at least that are credited. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like exactly. Diana Lee Inosanto is Filipino. 
but Mm -hmm. she's the one speaking role that we get. And then this is maybe the last we see of her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then we get to, then we get to the fact that, oh, you're looking for Thrawn. Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? Mm -hmm. Which, especially with the wake of the announcement of Ahsoka's, getting a limited series oh. which one thank god it's a limited series but oh, two god. stop giving dave filoni like stop letting dave uh, filoni touch things he well just like oh he's just learning live action we said that we, you guys were telling us that last season now he's he did it he did it poorly again this season now he's getting a full show right i don't maybe just maybe give these jobs to people who are qualified who also <laughs> don't usually get opportunities like this. Yeah. And and also it's just like you're following up on the adventure continues threads from the end of Star Wars Rebels and you're doing it in live action. Yeah. Presumably because it's cheaper to do do it this way, but you're doing it in live action and Isn't that whole thing about like animation being inherently superior to live action? Oh yeah, other way around. Live action being superior to animation, like and well, and honestly, like I don't under like Filoni. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's probably more money in live action. I get it. Like everybody wants to make more money, whatever. But stick to what you're good at. Yeah, like uh, please stop giving this man million dollar internships to learn how to do live yeah. action. That is not okay. Right. <laughs> and like I'm sure it's because again, Disney wants to pump out as much content as they possibly can and using using the volume um set and doing shit in live action is like on a factual level. That's going yeah. to take you less time and less money to produce. Yeah. Animation takes tons of time and tons right. of like hard, deliberate work. And it's just um, not as, you know, regular, like non, I don't even know how to say this. I guess not casual Star Wars fans are not going to necessarily mm-hmm. get into as, the animation as much as like, you know, because everybody associates animation with like youth. Kids. Right. Yeah. Or it's and, very And like, also niche. Star Wars is generally generally as a whole for all ages so yeah so it it just because they keep they're moving forward in this direction and because like the only animated series that we have in the pipeline that we know of is visions which is like is it just anime inspired or is it getting actual anime like creatives into it? I don't Seems remember, like but it's like an studios anthology are getting involved. series. Yeah, so, but I don't know what that studios means. Studios getting involved <laughs> is more promising to me than not. Same, um, but it, also. Because, because the announcement gave me like, I don't know, like Halo Legends vibes where it's like, yeah. we have this property, let's get like uh, seasoned animation studios that people know to do stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. but the direction they're going with this feels like they're and and I get that like casual fans probably aren't going to watch the animated shows. But the but the message I feel this is sending is that okay, those animated shows don't matter. Let's yeah. not yeah. pay them any mind. We can give you the broad strokes in in um, like 
a line of dialogue and you'll get it, I guess. And that's like Um, disrespectful to Dave's own work. Like, (laughs) which kills me. But like, uh, this is what now I really, he feels like, it it feels like he is willing. And and obviously I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know Dave Filoni. I don't want to know Dave Filoni because when I see him, it's on site. Like, (laughs) It it feels like he's willing to step on the people who helped bring him there in the first place to to be in the director's seat of a live action Star Wars. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, did you forget your entire teams who made this fucking work? Like how how Dave did not in fact direct. Right. Did Dave did Dave write Siege of Mandalore? Yes. Was it good? Yes. Did he direct Mm -hmm. Siege of Mandalore? No. No. No, he didn't write her, but maybe not because clearly he doesn't know what he's doing. The, the thing, the, well, the thing is, thing is, Siege of Mandalore is a natural endpoint. You know yeah. that it's happening. You know you, you know what happens after. So you have like a space to write within, but just like going through stuff on his own because like was it Tony or Henry Gilroy that was doing a lot of Rebels? Um, I think it was Tony. Yeah, but 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 like, I everyone's like, oh, George, Dave is George's protege. He should be running all this. One, we see what ha- nobody should be running every single thing because that like stifles creativity and prevents like new voices from actually telling stories. Mm-hmm. Two, two, we see how shit Dave's live action stuff is. Three, three, um, yes, Dave is George's protege in that I feel that he is best in a producer position. Yes. Not the one mm-hmm. being like in control of every single meticulous detail. Because also, when he is, there isn't anyone to call him on a shit. Also, the best George ever did was when he had a team of people that were like, let's no. rein this in. Exactly. And do this instead because this makes more sense or whatever. Like the entire I mean the entire original trilogy essentially with with his Mm ex-wife. Marsha Lucas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And George didn't direct those or write those. Mm -mm. He he only wrote the first one and and then prequels were full creative control, which mixed bag there. Yeah. Um, You get there's also just the fact that Dave doesn't know how to write women. Um, no. Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's like the exception, but also just like a he. It, there isn't anything he necessarily uniquely woman outside of like warrior tropes that he can write for her anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just I feel like you could make Ahsoka a boy, and you could have the same character. Like, but I don't... it wouldn't hit the same. Exactly. Like it has different like cultural implications. But yes, no, no. I guess as... you what you're you know saying, what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, because it's it's that thing where it's like men know how to write strong women one way, and that is mm-hmm. if they are like. Well, and you saw what he did with Hera, like well, the one yeah. woman who embodied like this, like <sighs> this different role that could have been 
something really great like he just dropped the ball on that it's like well she can't be a mother and a pilot and a leader at the same time like yeah and and clearly does not understand women (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and i see people being like oh hey look look at the i've seen this comment said like at least half a dozen times but just by chance because i don't go looking for him but so in so like in the finale of of this season there are there's Cara Dune, Fennec Shand, um, Bo-Katan, and Costco Reeves, all like just an all-woman fire team. And I've seen comments that are like, "This is how you do it right, and and mm-hmm. not force it, like like not force wokeness, whatever the fuck that means." Like they mm-hmm. like this like like the sequels. One, Ray doesn't talk to a single woman her own age in yeah. in the sequels. The sequels have, like, I will say, like, lots of surface diversity without, like, actually doing anything with it. And oftentimes taking the very interesting characters and diminishing their roles in favor of, you know, white man who does bad things but will probably get a second chance because, sure. Mm-hmm. And and that brings me back to women in Mando. I, aside from Frog Lady, beautiful, beautiful Frog Lady, and mm-hmm. Pelimoto, who is like mm-hmm. was like just there to be like a quirky side character. Mando's women, the way women are written in Mando, never by women writers, mind you, are always okay. They can fight. They can hit things. They don't really have, in Kara's case, they have no emotional dimension outside of it. There's nothing that that I feel characterizes them as different from the male characters, other than them being played by by women. (laughs) Exactly. Omera was the one character that I felt like was like, hey, this is actually a female character. Yeah, and in mm. some cases it's like, okay, this does work because women can be this way too. Yeah. But it's men writing it so they lack the nuances that go alongside that. Exactly. And the way... Can I go on a Bo-Katan tangent? Yes. Please do. <laughs> because because I am... It's not a popular position right now, but I am kind of team Bo. Um... The so like Bo-Katan has plenty of reasons for you to not like her, but the way mm-hmm. this season has presented her feels like a like we we all know how Game of Thrones seasons seven and eight went. Mm-hmm. This feels like a oh she wants to rule and she's too emotional and that's why she shouldn't and and. And um, that's why this guy who does not want to rule and and has other people wanting him to do it should. I feel like oh, we're heading God, in the Jon Snow doesn't want to rule I didn't even connect that. <laughs> I, I really feel... D- like, Din as a character is... Th- the way it's set up, I feel like Din becoming Mandalore would both make sense as he does bring people together, mostly just to, like help him with stuff related to his son but he kind of engenders loyalty because he's kind of lovable lovable and just like a really fun dad to be around 
um, because he's just a stupid, sexy himbo. Um, <laughs> but but like it's it's one of those things where him becoming Mandalore when Bo-Katan's not right for it is something that I feel could very much work. But I do not trust John or Dave to pull it off well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's the direction they're going, especially because it's just. I don't know. There's there's so much. Oh, she wants it so bad, and she's too fixated on, on, on um, ruling and and not caring about about other people, and she's bad in these ways. And yes, Bo-Katan has a number of negative qualities. I tweeted today, Bo-Katan is a bitch, and I love her so much because <laughs> um, she is just a huge bitch, especially in that Boba interaction in this episode, like. If, if anything, she does deserve to get put through the ringer a little bit. But again, I don't trust these male writers to pull pull off it off with any right. of the nuance or care no. required. Um, and it's and it's like, can we? So we don't. And I'm sure. I guess there's still room for them to address this stuff in season three and onwards. But like, we're only presented per presented with her from this one lens we're not like okay so how did she lose lose the dark saber what are her personal feelings about failure there like there's less like i feel like just less care given to she's a person with dimension and Mm -hmm. there are reasons that she would be like so militant and adamant about getting this thing back because she failed and I just feel that there are male characters in this franchise that are given more opportunity to, to yeah. express those feelings. And like Bill Burr? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One. Oh, hey, look, another transphobe. Yeah. Um, God. In in just a side note, Gina Carano, if if you're being if you're like a major character in a series, and and Bill fucking Burr of all people <laughs> outacts you. <laughs> You, you know you're not doing too well. Like... If you can invoke the name of Alderaan and not pull any and, emotion and, out of your audience, you're doing something very wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah, so... Again, like, Bo-Katan, plenty of negative qualities, plenty of reasons she shouldn't rule. I just feel that they're not being explored in a way that also acknowledges the strengths of her character and that she exists as, with some kind of nuance, which whatever. Also, I think she's hot and I'm a lesbian. And <laughs> and also, maybe she and Costco Reeves should date because Costco Reeves is also, like, super hot and I love her. And mm-hmm. Mandalorian women are so sexy. There's just something real special about jetpacks and just shooting tons of holes and stuff. <laughs> um... I don't know, that was just unrelated to the Ahsoka episode, but just on the on the page of I don't think that these men should be in the position to be the only ones writing these women. Well, I think of Fennec Shand, and yes. I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about her the next episode that we record, but just I think about like how we she's pretty one dimensional right now and i don't mm. 
fully trust mm-hmm. them to do right by her in this Boba series. Um, because as far as we know, there's no female creatives involved in her. And I think Ming Na has fucking range. Like she's a great comedic mm-hmm. actor, like she's really good at, you know, stunt work and this like martial arts stuff. She's good at like family dynamics. She's good at painful emotions and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I bring everything back to Agents of Shield and Jacqueline, you'll appreciate this. But like I, I, there's I a do. female you know I do. There's a female showrunner of Agents of Shield. And the reason why they were able to make Melinda May such a dynamic and compelling character is because of that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't see them being able to do the same there, thing. There, with, there's also with the fact Ming-Na. that Mel- like, Melinda May hits all the things. She's action girl. She mm-hmm. she has complicated emotions that she represses due to yeah. trauma. She's back in trauma and she yeah. she <laughs> she opens up to being willing to love again after after certain events. Events she she holds a team together, not only as a team mom mom just in like a general sense, but just genuinely becoming a mother figure to certain characters. Mm-hmm. And that not being seen as anything that like diminishes from the other parts of her character. Mm-hmm. Um, God, God. Also, just like so many of the emotional moments in that show are just carried by Ming Na. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I, could say I don't see them being able to do that with. They could, they could Fennec maybe Chant. flesh. Yeah, they could maybe flesh out Fennec and Bad Batch, but I don't know if I trust them to do that either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I'm glad Ming-Na is getting paid and that she's yeah, in a Star Wars because that is in itself a blessing. And um, she's having a t- the time of her life. <laughs> which, which... Yeah. And also, looking just so damn fine at 57. Like... Mm-hmm. Keep it up, Ming. She's fifty-seven. Oh my god. Keep it, keep, keep it up, Ming. You, you just. God, you're so great. You're so fucking cool. (laughs) But yeah, I just don't. The way that, like, I mean, we kind of knew this in season one, but the fact that they didn't have a single woman on screen for what four episodes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was very yeah, like obvious the only women that... in season one were were Kara, Omera, and Pelly. the armorer, and Fennec Shand and Pelly, and and Omera was one off. Yeah, um, Fennec, Fennec died. Fennec, Fennec died, which just because she comes back and people are like, "Oh, you never know," that doesn't change the fact that you had a bunch of like Asian viewers, Asian women viewing this, see someone as iconic as Ming Na and a rare like actual. Asian representation, significant Asian representation in a series get like get killed by some douchebag. <laughs> get shot by discount Han Solo and left to die. It, you don't change that like Yeah. It's shitty. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I, I this is like where it's like representation versus actual inclusion Mm -hmm. (laughs) where this conversation comes in because it's like okay we got this really cool like we get Bo-Katan coming back like she's fucking cool she's Casca Reeves Reeves is back these are really like Mm. these could be really complex wonderful female characters in live action because they are that in the in in animation um 
And then we get like this really like organic, pretty much all female combat scene in the finale. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, like this just naturally happened because of the way that the story progressed. And that's fantastic. But also, who is who's writing these women? Who is directing these women? Who's letting them be full characters where it's not just showing like, oh, women can be warriors too. It's like, yeah, we fucking know that. But like, there's there's so much more to these people and women in general and Mm -hmm. femmes in general that can be portrayed where it's not just like, oh, well, you can have this feminine woman or you can have the warrior, but there's, that's it. That's all you can do. Like that's, that's, We've got the warriors now, but like, what is there's more beyond that? We know there bring is. Bring back Omera, maybe bring yeah. back Omera. But um, th- there is another um, dimension to this that I find troubling. Um, one, before I get into that briefly, I'll say anything that I like in it. If there's like something that is cool, like representation-wise, incidentally. You do not, in fact, have to hand it to the people who are not, like, actively making it a thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's not like, like, there are so many, um, <clears throat> uh, like, I think I said this, like, a year ago. I loved Rise of Skywalker. I also <laughs> shit on JJ that entire episode. <laughs> um, um, I... You do not, in fact, have to hand it to these assholes. But the other troubling dimension I'm seeing is, on top of the fact that it's men writing this, it's white men. And when I'm looking at Casca Reeves, she's the only black woman in this series, especially the only black woman who isn't like an alien in this series, Mm And I feel like they're just like leaning heavy into her being emotional and combative. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that's disconcerting for especially just on its own, and also based on Star Wars's history with black women. Yeah, yep. and they're gonna people are gonna justify it by being like, "Oh, well, she's Sasha Banks. She comes from a WWE background. Of course, you want to." see her throwing punches and it's like yes but you also need to be cognizant of the fact that you are making the one black woman like in this series super fighting right yeah and and not just like and being the person to throw the first punch and yes Mm -hmm. this is only her second appearance and stuff and and in context in universe it's like Hey, she's like Bo-Katan's like right hand, and also maybe. the fact that she's throwing the first punch of her bigotry is a real right. Like, mm. Exactly, mm-hmm. it feels bad. Yeah, like th- that's another thing. Bo-Katan, go ahead and hate her for the the microaggression. She's being real white. <laughs> the, the microaggressiony, macroaggressiony, like hey, child of diaspora. I think that your your claim to our culture isn't as strong as mine. Um, yeah. Shitty. Real shitty. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they have, like you said, Casca being the one to throw the first punch in that is just... Mm, I'm, mm-hmm. Dave, Dave, John... Meet Where's me the, the black women in the room? 
being like, that's not, where are your sensitivity readers? Like, right. That's the other thing. Like if we're looking at, looking at like the creatives in all of this, we don't have any black women making any of the story content Mm -hmm. outside of say, like um, outside of like the books. Because we have Justina Ireland and yeah, yeah. So uh, um, Lucasfilm is hiring currently. They're hiring <laughs> yeah. a director, diversity, inclusion, and belonging. Oh my god, that's such a fucking. This role will develop a holistic strategy that enables Lucasfilm to build and sustain an inclusive culture and develop diverse talent across all of Lucasfilm Limited's line Just now, of business. You waited this long for that. Two, because of the way the content map is now, you're not going to see like any effects, effects, if any significant, of something like that for at mm-hmm. least another decade. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of how this all happens. And that's one of the things that actually excites me more about High Republic stuff is having Justina Ireland and Daniel Jose Older, among others, being people that get to write shit. <sighs> just the, also, also, just like ten new Star Wars s- stories. Cool. I I would like people us to just like not immediately go into production on tons of things at once. I yeah. I live and breathe Star Wars, but you're making me exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the beauties about being a Star Wars fan is that you get decades to obsess over, like, three movies. Yes. <laughs> and you get to and pick I, them apart and, like, pull out all this cool lore. And, and, and there's like, no time theories. to do that. And I there's know. no time to do that because we keep moving on to the next thing. Yeah. The, 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 the only thing that we keep that actually ends up getting dwelt on is like like Luke Skywalker discourse and Ray as a Mary Sue discourse oh when there's God. genuine like others other real social issues with those movies that you can get into that aren't yeah. covered in nearly enough time because the conversation is dominated by people who are like oh the last Jedi is the best thing to ever happen to Star Wars because Ryan Johnson female gaze and the people who are on the other side who are like other way and the rest of us who are just fucking sick of it all mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and want to move on to new 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 stories where people who aren't dudes and specifically white dudes get to actually expand upon whatever the fuck's going on and i'm just so fucking tired. Yeah. yeah. Basically, TD, T, TDLR, too long didn't, wait, TLDR. <laughs> I know words and alphabet. <clears throat> um, we don't trust these men to write women at all. Especially since fucking Filoni, especially, <laughs> can't even write his own goddamn character correctly. Like, they're not going to give the women of the show the depth that they deserve and the depth that the actresses, aside from Gina Carano uh, and Rosaria Dawson are trying to portray. Uh, That's another thing real quick. Finale time stuff. Yeah. 
Luke Skywalker shows up, hero of the rebellion, blew up the Death Star, the thing that destroyed her home planet. Kara doesn't know who the fuck that is. Oh, good point. Kara does. Kara, rebel shock trooper Kara doesn't know who the fuck Luke Skywalker is. She she's just point. there to blink 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 stare as as he takes Grogu away. Blink staring. Huh. One liner yeah. to show him above it all. Oh, one X wing. Again, like w- like the Jedi being a, being like legend myth stuff. Fine. Luke's really the only one who's super active, other than Ahsoka, who's like doing shit too, I guess. So it makes sense that they're not like super well known. But this is Luke, who was hero of the rebellion and blew up a Death Star. Yeah. It's yeah. just. I know. It, what happens when you're a transphobe? Yeah, yeah. Kara just keeps. Also, she's officially like an actual cop now. So yes! there's another reason to hate her. Fuck that bitch. A <clears throat> cab. All cars are bastards. <laughs> yes. A S C A B. All space cops are bastards. Except, <laughs> except, except for, um, except for Carson Tava. He gets to stay. But only because he's eventually going to join Leia and helping build the resistance. I have decided this. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So going back to the Ahsoka episode, was there anything we actually did like about it? White lightsabers. And Din and and Grogu. (laughs) Din and Grogu playing catch. Yeah. Yeah. Him being like, one, we learned Grogu's name, which... People were like, "Oh, what? I've, I'm I'm fine with it now." Um, yeah, I've and also, no I'm fine with it because Din is like Grogu, and he's like, huh? "Oh, <laughs> he's so cute, adorable, he's so cute." And he plays catch with him and everything. He's like, "Oh, catch it!" And then, then, then he catches it, and and he's like, "Great job!" And I'm like, "He's such yeah, a dad. He's such a dad, so and I love cute. it." I have so many feelings right now and I don't know what to do with them because their relation, their father-son relationship is just so beautiful. And we don't get a lot of that in Star Wars. In fact, I don't think we've ever seen a healthy father-son relationship in Star Wars until now. And it's with Din Djurn and a green child. <laughs> God, we don't have a lot of healthy father relationships in gen- general other than like... Um... Uh, um, Captain Doza, Captain Doza, and Resistance, right? Oh yeah, we haven't watched Resistance yet. So, yeah. oh well, I know who Captain Doza Sp- is. Yeah, yeah. Space <laughs> Latino dad who is actually yeah. a decent father. Um, mm-hmm. oh, Kanan, I think, would have been a de- Kanan would have been a decent father. Yeah, except he died before <laughs> before his child was born. So, oh god, yeah. before, actually, actually, also implied before. Hera even told him. So that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The, the, but like, yeah. it's just Grogu and Din are so beautiful and it makes everything else that follows this that much harder, especially yeah. just because like the, just the joy you hear in Din's voice, like, because he finally knows the kid's name. He can mm-hmm. finally call him by name. And like, 
And he's so proud of him Beetle- for just yeah. stuff. It's so sweet. He 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 loves him so much and would would do like especially cuz like when we get into like later episodes like the finale he's he's like cards on the table my son is my only priority mm-hmm. everything else i could get shit out i want my kid he's he's just they're like they're like you have to you haha it has to be one in combat. You're king of like an entire culture in area of space now. Ha <laughs> ha. I kind of engineered this to be just a shit to to fuck over Bo-Katan because I'm funny and also also yeah. this is kind of my entire character which Jean Carlo you do it so well. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but but yeah, the but, but he, he just care. wants a son. He just <laughs> wants a son. He's like I yield. Take it. Just fucking take it. I don't want this. <laughs> so so yeah. Just got... the... Well, also we talked a little bit last episode about like how Din and Grogu probably have a lot in common as far as like childhood trauma yeah. goes, and yes. just like him being a child of the Watch, and you know, Orf- like or- orphans, orphans during during war, like yeah. the end of the Clone War versus. Near near the end of the Clone Wars, I'm guessing. Yeah, and the um, fact that there, like, there's the fact that the shots keep paralleling Din mm-hmm. as a child. Yep. Being carried by his rescuer, mm-hmm. Grogu, being carried by Din, being carried by Luke. That's a whole other thing. How they resolve the Grogu thing is going to be very dependent on how I feel about yeah. the way that yeah. shaped out, especially because he didn't even ask Luke's name, like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We pulled off a very dangerous rescue mission for my son, but I'm gonna give him to this magic babysitter who I don't know anything about. <laughs> Luke is a magic babysitter. I never thought. Okay, okay but Luke. Luke is a magic kindergarten teacher. Like <laughs> when when Grogu has is like like hands hands on Din's leg. It's like. The kid not wanting to leave leave their dad uh, for school for for, uh-huh. for magic space school, right? Oh God, I, I just the, the, it's just they're twink. so cool. They're they're at this are that dumb twink in a Chanel boots just waltzing mm-hmm. in there in there being all hey your kid <laughs> your kid could use some training. Want to want to pawn him off with me for a hot hot minute? J- Luke Luke in his stupid sexy Chanel boots strolling <laughs> in. Din. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked in an episode some time ago, Jess, <clears throat> about like how I wanted Luke and Din to meet. Here we are, and, and then here we are. And Din like, still yeah. doesn't know Luke's name. No, and that's what fucking yeah, like you were saying, Jacqueline. That fucking kills me because like that, he that, barely that, even like he's like, "Are you a Jedi?" And he's like, "Sure am." And he's like, "That's good enough for me." He pulled a Bresnikin. <laughs> yeah, because 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 Jedi Luke post um, Return of the Jedi is very like elevated Zen, mm-hmm. like. Like he's he's doing like detached spiritual, partially detached mm-hmm. spiritual stuff while just doing good wherever he goes. 
Um, so that is consistent, but but the way he he doesn't give his name because you know we all know Luke Skywalker loves to say to introduce himself by name. Luke, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Jedi Knight, and I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> and I and am just, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, and friend. I, to I've seen it. Polo. I've seen it pointed out that the, the way Luke interacts is interacting with um, the characters of this show is he doesn't feel like he's a, a human on equal footing as any of them. Mm. And th- it doesn't feel like there he's, he could have a rapport with any of these people. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> and, and I would agree. And, and I, I do really like how Luke factored into the episode. I just feel like, there were a lot of missed there, opportunities there wasn't, in there. There, there. there was a missed opportunity in like having emotional connection. Luke, I, I mean, Luke would understand like strained, like the importance of a father-son bond, right? Right. Oh my God, yes. Right. And also, and, if like the whole Alderaan tat- face tattoo thing is a thing, like, hello, his sister is fucking Leia. Like, you don't right. think there would be some connection there? Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm mostly hung up on the on the the um because cause Luke, as we know, especially just contextually based on the Last Jedi, goes all in on trying to replicate the Jedi as best yeah, he can as they were. So the taking in kids thing, yeah, sure. It I just feel like they're. I liked the he wants your permission, but there's not mm-hmm. really a I understand stand he's gonna be okay i'll take good care of him he's just i'll i'll give my life to protect the child but he must be trained um Mm. i feel like there's just just a even just a single degree of like down to earth would have would have like helped with Mm. that yeah yeah my brain cannot compute that um Bo-Katan and Luke Skywalker were in the same fucking room. <laughs> like that that can't exist inside my brain. <laughs> Bo-Katan, like, Bo-Katan's just like you are you that are you that fucking twink that blew up a Death Star? <laughs> w- w- Bo-Katan know who Anakin was? Uh, well, like, yeah, she, 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 met, she met Anakin. She, that, that's what everyone just like assumes based on the fact that nobody comments on Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker and stuff, I guess, but <clears throat> like Bo-Katan's met Anakin Anakin Skywalker. She's she's worked with Ahsoka, apprentice of mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker. Um she's she's been she's quite familiar with Obi-Wan Kenobi, master of Anakin Skywalker. And so also like, brother-in-law. Right. <laughs> God, the, the, um, so like the, um, I don't know, I've, because I feel like Luke, maybe Luke Skywalker not calling himself Luke Skywalker lends to the fact that she didn't comment on anything. (laughs) So, so, so it's basically just like, oh, there's this fancy dude rolling in here with his bowl cut and his, his boots. (laughs) Um, <laughs> he did it himself. He looks great. <laughs> I, again, I love I love Luke so much. It's 
Um, I, I, I do this out of love. There's also the fact that she's busy, like, having an existential crisis over the, over something she devoted a decade of her life to, but then, yeah, then because of, like, one last, one, like, last-minute misunderstanding is cannot be hers, mm-hmm. no matter how much she wants it. Um, <laughs> there, there's just a whole lot going on in that bridge, then Luke shows up and just... There's like so much tension that goes unresolved, mm-hmm. which which make I get I mean it's a serialized format, so it'll be followed up on. But still, it's mm-hmm. just like there's so much. It's like oh man, tension, and then oh oh we're kind of d- too distracted by the fact that a bunch of like death robots marching to music that absolutely fucks yeah. are, are <laughs> yeah, about to kill us and then this twink with a with a laser sword shows up and saves our asses yeah and Bo-Katan's like am I actually in Battlestar Galactica this episode or <laughs> I hadn't thought about that because like the TIE fighter like shoot thing reminded me of that and the robots did too I was like okay Katie Sockoff is like come on guys really <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's important to point out that this episode was very much supposed to be like specifically about Ahsoka, but like we've gone off on longer tangents about other characters. Oh, other episodes about other not- episodes because this is so forgettable. I was telling Jess before we started recording that like I keep forgetting that we had a live action Ahsoka. Yeah. And like the only reason I remember is because the pure rage I feel because it's Rosario Dawson. That, but like that, I could not yeah. remember for the life of me what came before the Boba Fett episode, and it was fucking Ahsoka Tano. She is one of my favorite characters. I should have lost my goddamn mind. I should be thinking about this nonstop. But I don't care about that episode, especially now that we know it's a backdoor pilot, and it's probably introducing Thrawn as our backdoor pilot villain. That's so another thing. Brosnan, if, get ready. <laughs> it, that's another thing. If you, Dave, if motherfucker, if you cast cast someone like Pierce Brosnan or Benedict Cumberbatch as Thrawn, you'll the, the ice is gonna crack. You're 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 you, the the ice that you're currently on with me is like two millimeters thick. Lee Pace is right there, is all I'm saying. Lee Pace, hell, what I want is just to paint Lars Mickelson blue. He's got the height. He's tall as hell. He has the the methodical Danish accented delivery. (laughs) Just, Just like maybe, just like... These are really good portrayals and animation. So like with Bo-Katan and like you should have probably with Ahsoka... Get the voice actor to do the live action portrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, that's wh- why I said like at the near the top of all this that this episode sure was forty five minutes long. Yeah, because there other than other than Grogu's name and like off you go to Tython. Yeah, and getting a spear. There's not really much materially mm. here that uniquely required ahsoka right no Other not than, at I all guess, i guess the grogu mind reading sure but mm. ahsoka could I, have been some random character character that was connected to the jedi somehow 
that right. was like, oh, I know of like a temple that you could probably go to and there's yeah. legends of whatever. It could have been any whatever fucking plot device you want, but it didn't have yeah. to be Ahsoka. Exactly. <laughs> Which, I, so what results from an episode like this that doesn't really do much other than like set up, just be a gratuitous cameo and set up, uh, be a backdoor pilot to another series. This doesn't really accomplish anything that doesn't make me think we could have moved the spear thing around around to something mm-hmm. else and just gone straight to Tython and Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Because because yep. it's like this isn't Ahsoka doesn't reach out to anyone like Luke through the Force or Grogu does that in the Boba Fett episode. Like Bo-Katan could say, oh, well, a Jedi once told me of this place that you can do this shit. Off to Tython and Boba Fett. And Mm. and that that really... Then we could have gotten an extra episode of Boba Fett. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who would have thought we would be saying this in 2020, in the year of our Lord, 2020, we would be like, we don't want Ahsoka in this episode, we'd rather have Boba Fett. It's 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 like one hundred percent Tamira Morrison who is like oh, yeah. selling all oh, of this, yeah. and I am here for it. And and also the fact that his right hand woman is Ming Na Wen, right? That that's that's what sells all of it. And also the gratuitous space mine thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I'm like, shit, what is it yeah, called? That's cool. It's called um, it's uh, called an. Okay. Just blinked on what it's called. Uh, Seismic charge. There we go. I was like, something um, charge. I'm like, oh, that oh, was Oh, the cool. big boom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the big boom. The thing but, that goes, but, wow. But yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fact that this doesn't feel as consequential to Din's journey as anything else <laughs> is, the, other, is other than the poor writing characterization and directing the core of why this episode I don't know why I got so hung up on this but like you said Din's journey but in my my brain then went Din to journey (laughs) (laughs) like how he's Din to jern just couldn't stop thinking about Din to journey It's, it's actually now coming to my attention just because you pointed out that Din Jaren's last name having a silent D for a J is definitely like a Django reference. Mm-hmm. Like 1966 yes. Italian spaghetti western Django yeah. reference. Just yeah. like Django Fett's name is a Django reference. Mm-hmm. Except without the D, but you put the D in front of Jaren for Because it's yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Because it's Star Wars. Because what's a little bit of Star Wars without some cultural appropriation? I mean, I mean, Django in this case is Italian, <laughs> Italian spaghetti western. I, I don't, I don't really think the Italians are missing out on much when, <laughs> f- from like them pretending to be in the American West. Um, I just remembered that, like, we looked up what spaghetti western was when we <laughs> recorded an old episode. And I don't- what <laughs> it i i had a different oh, yeah, name it just, for it it was just people are directed by italians okay never mind well, that's not directed by <laughs> directed by italians and often like filmed in europe and stuff like in spain 
Okay. Yeah. Stuff for desert stuff often. What was my stupid na- alternative name for spaghetti western? Fettuccine like- western. Fettuccine <laughs> western. Hey, that's <clears throat> a spicy fettuccine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're welcome, Ash. <laughs> I love how we started this episode about talking about important issues like um like transphobia and and how you can't separate media media art from artist etc and now we're talking about different kinds of noodles relating to <laughs> westerns what else did you expect <laughs> the journey it's, it's I've the missed, journey i've missed you guys so fucking much no. <laughs> we need to do this more often <laughs> I, please but yeah <laughs> I'm still laughing about Dinda Journey. Didn't it's gonna be a title somewhere. We're gonna put it somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if like... it'll be this episode because it's <laughs> not really like with Din and, when 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 Din and Grogu finally get to reunite. Like Din just starts singing. <laughs> so now I come to you <laughs> with the. Oh. All- Why do people listen to us? I don't know. I don't know, but I think I think maybe they listen more to me than to you. (laughs) You're fucking right. You're absolutely right. Jacqueline, do you have any closing thoughts on unlucky episode chapter thirteen? Unlucky (laughs) chapter thirteen, the Jedi. Um, Which isn't even a good title because she's not a Jedi. Yeah. It's and it's like oh well, audiences won't get audiences don't know who the fuck Ahsoka is in the first place. So just lean right. into her actual like characterization and past. But I'm anyway, sure you so, shouldn't have chosen this character for this particular. May, maybe thing, so. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, closing. Um, Star Wars doesn't care about give a shit about trans people, and neither does its fandom unless it's convenient. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. We fucking see you. We really fucking see you. Um, uh, um, so yeah, fuck all one, y'all. <laughs> yeah, fuck all y'all. Um, three um, Ahsoka's trans and there's nothing any of you motherfuckers can do about it because I said so. Um, and it's it's important that you recognize that people who have different experiences than you and are especially impacted in different ways in society than you will have different reactions to things that you won't pay any mind and won't have to pay any mind to. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, yeah. like I'll say, I've, I've certainly been been guilty of seeing the praises of The Last Jedi uncritically for quite some time. And I shouldn't have. Like, I glossed over a lot of genuine concerns. And that's on me as a white person operating in fandom. Like, my my marginalization as a trans woman and a lesbian does not erase the fact that I am operating as a white person in a fandom 
that that is aggressively white unwelcoming of people who deviate from the norm mm-hmm. um and so, so like as women as as cis women as queer folks you can still contribute to stuff like creating an an unwelcome environment for trans folks mm-hmm. in the same way that folks can by just accepting media as it is and not directly engaging with criticisms made by marginalized people, folks of color, etc., about mm-hmm. certain stories and why they have negative impacts, including on the people involved in making them, even, even if not intentionally, you're actively contributing to exclusion. Mm-hmm. And maybe don't and start <laughs> listening to people when they when they're telling you why shit's fucked mm-hmm. and maybe trans lives are more important than star wars yeah just maybe and and there's there's the other thing where it's like you can you can oh oh man i have to believe that this is not bad in any way or else I wouldn't have any reason to like it. Navigating complicated, like, intersecting issues that things have is something that the rest of us do all the fucking time. So just, so while I will say just it sucks and I don't see any reason to like it, it's, it's like, be use your critical thinking and your empathy to recognize that yes you can like something you can love something but recognize how it can still be massively flawed and and actively contribute to harmful things mm-hmm. and and also there's some cop out stuff there where it's like uh, then I because everything's problematic. Then we there's no point in like dwelling on it when it's like I I, I don't have the energy or the words for how understanding nuance works. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm kind of getting that point across. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too, like understand or at least acknowledging is only step one mm-hmm. and exactly if you are saying that you're an ally of the marginalized community that's performative to stop at step one and to say well i acknowledge it's problematic it's like okay you acknowledge it's problematic like you can still watch it and enjoy aspects of it but you need to challenge the people who are in charge which in this case is Lucasfilm and Disney, which is a large corporation that focuses on profit, mm-hmm. and be like, yes, this particular person playing these these particular roles, they are transphobic, and maybe this is profitable, but it's not okay, right? Because it's and... at the expense of people who are actively being harmed by transphobia in the world, <laughs> mm-hmm. and by just brushing stuff aside one you're normalizing 
Yes. Blazing that um, trans people aren't as reputable as people with greater, who um, leverage greater social and cultural um, Mm. authority than they, they do. And um, also your, also this actively contributes to creatives being, being transphobic or, tangentially related to transphobia in any way not being a deal breaker for studios and continuing to be profitable like everyone's like oh well i jk rowling's crazy blah 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 but i'm still like super into like hair like um consuming harry potter media even though it directly funds J.K. Rowling and her efforts to to influence anti-trans legislation in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, because she can't take that away from me me yeah i mean she can't but also she still profits off of it yep. so so by just n- not engaging with this dimension mention this level of stuff because nothing exists within a vacuum you're actively mm-hmm. contributing to at, at the very least helping maintain the status quo environment that keeps these things going yep like the money that rosario is being <clears throat> paid for playing ahsoka is going to fund legal defense in these mm-hmm. civil cases <laughs> like mm-hmm. it is literally actively going it towards something like that Gina Carano is getting money, and that is positive reinforcement of like, well, my behavior is not bad enough for me to get fired. She's, she's, Mm. yes, and she's getting, and and there's no like consequences for her directly interacting with like people on YouTube and Twitter who directly shit on Pedro, who is the star of the Mm. fucking show. Um, it's just. Nothing exists in a vacuum, and it's important to recognize where you contribute to these environments and situations. Again, you can like a thing, but sure. But if you're going to be like an ally to trans folks, to people of other marginalizations of color, you better fight like hell to make sure that that the issues that this thing you like like or love has don't persist in the next thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ah, there's just not that energy there. I mean, especially, and it and it burns the people who in burns out the people who are a part of these things who are marginalized. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's no like support from studio against shitty fans. Like we've seen it with Kelly, we've seen it with John, especially because oh. because John dares to be like a proud black man who mm-hmm. does not take any shit. And well, New Year's Eve twenty nineteen was a whole thing. And, and, you know, Disney's 
in Star Wars is vague, we support Black Lives Matter stuff mm-hmm. it, w- without any actual material action to back it up. That is yeah, all connected. It's, it's all part of it's, the same. It's all connected. Machine. Nothing exists within a vacuum. And mm-hmm. by just not directly interrogating that machine or trying to hold it to account, which is difficult to hold it to account because it is a several bil- billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just like <sighs> words are difficult, but <laughs> by by not actually acknowledging it is one thing, actively pushing back against it is another, another, and that includes like talking about these issues and how such and such only happens in this in this piece of star wars media because ryan johnson is white as shit and he doesn't mm-hmm. know how to write char- characters of color um or how cutting like all but two minutes of kelly marie trans screen time in in skywalker is mm-hmm. it do- does does nothing except send a message to the worst fans that they are their position is justified on Rose and on Kelly as an actress. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just so fucking tiring because yeah. the people who don't have any skin in the game just and who who also operate with the. M- most visible platforms and resources to talk about these things never fucking do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And can I, I need to say one thing about the whole skin in the game thing, because I had some people come down on me during the whole egg controversy discourse situation, because I'm not a mother, nor do I want to be. Um, When you are part of a marginalized group that is, in the spotlight because of something like this it is extremely tiring to have to explain <laughs> mm-hmm. the yep. whatever phobia whatever isms 101 all over again and you get invited on all these podcasts as guests to like hey let's talk about trans issues or queer issues or mm-hmm. you know black issues or asian issues or whatever can i just say that the most times i ever got invited on podcasts of various large fandoms and large voices in fandom was when Kelly Marie Tran was being bullied off the internet. Yeah. Because I'm Asian. Mm-hmm. And, and they, and they never want to hear from, from us. No. And then when I start t- outside of these issues. Yeah. Right. So, so it ends up being like, that's the only, vo- that's the only identity that you have. And that's the only voice that seems to matter to this like general public of fandom is like, Oh, the fact that, Jacqueline, you're trans and you talk about trans issues because that's your identity. It's like, no, you are so much more than that. And mm-hmm. you want to talk about other things other than that because it's fucking tiring. And so it's on the onus of people who don't have skin in the game, who this doesn't become like re-traumatizing for them to talk about this kind of stuff, to talk mm-hmm. about it <laughs> and take on that burden. Like, it's one thing to like, hey, like, yes, I want to give people the platforms that they may not normally have with the audience that maybe I have. That's one mm-hmm. thing, but it's another thing to just be like, well, that's the only way that I'm going to give certain identities a platform is when stuff like this happens. Like we see mm-hmm. you, <laughs> we see you when you do that. 
Right. <laughs> Fucking liberal. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. Um I think some big takeaways are we hate Dave Filoni. Dave um, Filoni. What um, there's a running joke he, on here, right? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what did fives do, Jacqueline? Fuck Dave's wife. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But uh, I just, I just wanted that to be perfectly clear that how, how exactly how much we cannot stand Dave Filoni, and how, in fact, he would not be invited to our Star Wars dinners. He would be invited to the anti-Star Wars dinners um, because Star Wars is bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and. And just like you said, with the being tired of even bringing stuff up, yeah. is that I I don't go out and I'm not going out and like into pe- these prominent people's replies who are like not critically engaging with Ahsoka, Rosario mm-hmm. Ahsoka, because I know it's not going to make any fucking difference what I say in these people's replies. It's just going to attract one, harassment. Yeah, and two, and two, and two. I don't want to have to say the same goddamn thing over and over and over again. Right. And to the point where I just straight out avoid talking about the thing because it feels like no matter what I do, nothing, nothing fucking matters. And because, because yeah. like I saw, I I saw an old coworker today, like when. I was doing some last-minute Christmas shopping at a bookstore, and I I I saw from afar an, an old coworker, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm excited for that Ahsoka show," and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I would have preferred it animated. Like, I don't get into the actual things because yeah. it's just so exhausting to the point yeah. where." And this is how it persists because the people who are affected just get so tired and just end up no longer wanting to engage with the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Star Wars is bad. I mean, I would argue that all things are bad. This More like is all true. entertainment in general, especially in terms of like major fandom culture mm-hmm. bad it's because because mm. identity identity based around a certain property and your specific emotional attachment to it and how it defines you as a person ends up overriding your ability to care for how it affects other people mm-hmm. and how it yeah. can be not great in those ways. Yeah. Existence is bad. No, existence good. You know what's good? <laughs> hmm. Castlevania. <laughs> I, I, I mean the the writer the writer's the writer of the show's bad though. Oh yeah. no, of course he yeah, is. Look, look, <laughs> look 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 Warren Ellis up. He's a sex pest. Oh no! Ah, he's 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 not going to be in season four. They okay. they got rid Good. of him, but 
it is worth noting that War Analysis is Sex Pest, who like Manip, who was a comic art writer for a while and just amassed like a female fandom that he like had no boundaries with. Um, that being said, the women in Castlevania are sexy as fuck. Oh my god, they're so hot. <laughs> Everybody I, I, in the show is fucking hot. I just think maybe Carmilla had some points and should win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jess and I have been sending each other Castlevania memes back and forth all week. It has made my heart smile. I need also to send you just, fic. Also, yeah. just the tr- also just the trio of Trevor, Saifa, Sy- and Alucard just uh. being being woman who who like hates god for very weird reasons <laughs> that she doesn't know, know know are weird that can do magic and her two himbo boyfriends yeah. um both with emotional childhood trauma yes. bad dads it's oh it's just god. like this it's just like this disaster polycule fighting vampires yeah. it's great it's it so good it is. And Alucard is so fucking pretty. Like, there's no <laughs> other way to describe him other than pretty. I mean, his his first appearance in the show is him just, like, floating shirtless and looking pretty <laughs> and effortless. He's like, where's your god now? And, <laughs> Look and, at my titties. And then Trevor Trevor's just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a mess, but I'm gonna look <laughs> sexy doing it. <laughs> Charlie, stop whining at me. Fell down a hole. <laughs> down your hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so oh. mine and Jess's new hyperfixation is Castlevania. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I'm anyway. disappointed that Warren Ellis is a piece of shit. Yeah, um, well. <laughs> I mean... I'm not yeah, really I hated, surprised, I, to be I, honest. I took, no, I took no pleasure in being the bearer of that bad news, but... To hmm. my knowledge, he is not doing season four. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Well, I'm always pleased when Jacqueline comes back on. And I'm always willing. It has just been a hell of a year. No, yeah, I feel that. And, and, and also the people that you've had on talking about different topics throughout this year. Great. Love it. We had to pay Danny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they would not be happy with me saying that. I did just become a patron of Padre- or Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia? God, I don't even... Uh-huh. So, technically, yes. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, yeah, here's my speaking too. fee. You have, to, you have to pay this amount before before you, you can get me to talk to you. And... and <laughs> And that's how they make their money, other than being just a overall, just like treasure of a human being. <laughs> Danny, we went to the movies together. Come on, like I thought we would have like a friends and family discount here. Uh, you were the last person I saw a movie with in theaters. <laughs> God, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, no, it's just twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> No, but yeah, also having having Meg on just yeah, great stuff. She's, she's a good egg, um, and she would love the fact that you said good egg. I know. Yes. 
Speaking of good eggs, Jacqueline, where can people find you on the tweeters and all the other things? You can find me on Twitter at jbandos, J-B-A-N-D-O-S. I'm currently, my handle is currently Jacqueline the Lore Lesbian, because, <laughs> yeah, vaguely gesturing to everything about me. <laughs> um, I do a lot of shit posting, and they get popular sometimes, and noticed by cool people that won't just buck up and follow me back. Um, <laughs> E.K. Johnston, I see you liking my tweet about how I love Bo-Katan for being a bitch. Just follow me back. You're <laughs> older. Same here. Hello. Follow me back. You were on a panel that I was on. Be my friend. <laughs> there was also... He's also noticed me, and yet... <laughs> noticed I'm me. Not, I'm not gonna call out my person, then I'm like, why the fuck will you not follow me back? But just know, we murder on the reg. <laughs> I mean, Mitch, Mitch Dyer followed me, like, during the Ahsoka fiasco, so that's a thing. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> uh, well. Two rider. <laughs> well. <laughs> that's my claim to fame. <laughs> you can find... Uh, Jess and I posting Castlevania memes much like the one that she just posted in our admin chat on the Lousy Beautiful Town Discord. It's a picture of Carmilla and it says, I can't even open my eyes during sex because I hate seeing men happy. So that's the kind of content you can get (laughs) on Lousy Beautiful Town. I mean, if you're familiar with Carmilla's namesake. Right. Uh... (laughs) It's so cool that the origin- original vampire novel that predates Dracula is about a lesbian vampire, mostly because it's <laughs> so just good. like mostly because it's subtextual fear mongering about homosexuality, but also just it ends up reading just real sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can find us posting about that on Twitter at LBTPod. You can send us an email, lousybeautifultownpod at gmail.com. Fucking leave us a goddamn motherfucking review. We haven't had one since August. What the hell, y'all? This is episode 50. Leave us a review. This is episode 50. Wait, please. It's, it's the 50th? Yeah, That's in two years. <laughs> and, and, and I'm here. So it makes it extra special. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also have a Patreon. We're allowed to beautiful town there. And our Patreon Discord is a fun place to be. So consider it. Check it out. People remind you to take your meds and it's very nice. So uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Cecilia. Jess, where can they find you? You can be. You can find me at Space Jess. You can Jess. be me. <laughs> you can be Jess for a low cost of twenty nine ninety nine. Charlie, stop. Uh, Charlie, you can find me at Space Jess of Four S's. <laughs> uh, with that, um, uh. How do we want to end it? Uh, so can we have big, big fat dicks? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>